I'm Chelsea. This is a small mic, and this is a big mic. <laughs> Welcome, Just Earthlings. Mike. <laughs> hello, <laughs> sir. hello to our online community. This week's online service is our two-year celebration. Can you believe it? No. No. It goes so fast. It does. It's flown by. So we are now too legit. And um, so the service, you're going to love it. Before we get to the online service, we want to make sure that you know that. Tables, tables, tables. There's no better way to find your people than tables. Tables. Yeah. It's Echoes Small Groups, and they're kicking off today. Can you believe it? No. You may not feel comfortable gathering with, with us on Sundays in a large group, but will you consider joining a table today? You can see the full list at wearetheecho.church/groups. Slash groups. So you know we love to party here, right, Mike? Yeah, yes. woo! <laughs> so there's a date you have to save. It's October 31st, which is also... Halloween. We are having a parking lot party. It's a family-friendly activity friendly. with candy, inflatable games, food, and the very first annual Holy Smokes competition. Holy Smokes. <laughs> so we're going to have grill masters and smokers. We are calling you out. Uh, make plans to bring your best for the Echo yes. community to judge or enjoy, or both. Yep. Echo, because of your generosity, we've been able to partner with Venture.org this year as they're making a me meaningful impact in selected developing countries. For things like, uh, you know, food security, rescuing children trapped in slavery, women empowerment, education, and sharing the gospel. That's right. So if you're looking to give to Echo today, you can head to our website, or text any amount to 84321. 84321. Thank you for giving to Echo and Venture. Thanks, everyone. Bye. -bye. I will sing of your love through the seasons come quick. You're always being enough. Though the night may get darker, though the way seems more, you are always.
out this morning. We make this our declaration in this place.
Come on, church. Come on, church. Check one, two, three, white, white, white. Oh, we are worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy. Chick, chick. You are worthy. Come on, church, let's press in today. This isn't just a celebration. This isn't just a two-year party. This is us stepping into the presence of God this morning and allowing him to do his work in us. Amen. Come on. Come on, Jesus, we are interested in you. God, we are submitting ourselves to you. Jesus, we're not in a hurry. God, we're interested in a move from you today. God, I understand that as we came into this place, into this space, and our hearts are hardened. Our minds are clouded. Our physical body is broken, but we lean into you today to be, really to be the potter, and we're the clay, Lord. So Jesus, we just come to you. Do your work. Do your work.
Jesus, our prayer today is that we're the soil and you're the rototiller today. <laughs> Just stir it up, Lord. Stir it up. Cultivate. Call. Consecrate. Lord, make us one. Make us one, Lord. Jesus, I just pray that today this would mark a moment of establishment. This would be a moment where you legitimize your move amongst us. That God, we're not a people that just play church. We're truly, oh, we are truly are the church. We're your bride. We're, we're, your, we're, we're your workers. We're your children. Today, we lean into that hope. We lean in to your promises and we say thank you. And because you are good, we celebrate of that goodness. If you agree with that, if you agree with that can you shout amen?
happy, happy two years, everyone. Seriously, though, let's thank God for everything that has yes, happened in two you, years. God. We give him all the glory. Thank you, Jesus. If it is your first time here, I'm Christy and this is Andy, and I'm sorry, I'm really emotional. But honestly, I don't think, oh, I'm, way, I'm way more emotional this year than last year, but I don't think I'll be, ever be able to articulate how much God has done and how blown away I am. That sincerely, it, we were at our lowest point, Sandy and I personally, when God called us to plant this church. And I did not think we could do it, and I still don't think we could have done it without you and without God. And so, put it towards me. Okay, thanks, Scott. I got, we got lots. <laughs> but I just want to say thank you. I look around, and I this video, I really wanted this video to showcase all the work that you guys do. It's the behind the scenes. It's every single person in this room serving week after week. And so I just want to say thank you. Thanks for making Echo possible. It has been a beautiful two years. It's been a really hard two years. And we, for those of you that it is your first time, it took us 11 and a half months to plant Echo before we opened the doors on September 15th, 2019. And we have... We have just, I felt like we're just buckled up and we're on the ride of our life. And so I want to say thank you to Andy. He is my biggest cheerleader and champion. Thank you to all of you for your prayers, for not giving up, for serving week after week. Because I truly believe that this is our biggest commission. A commission is, commission is when God calls you to something. It is something that he puts in place and he says, you are set out to do this. And you hear Christian terminology, it's the greatest commission. But this is what God has called us to do. And so it's not about us, it's about him. And so thank you. Absolutely, man. It's been, it's, it's been two years and honestly, it feels like we just kind of blinked our eyes and we're here. Uh, but we also didn't sleep well. We worked hard. Uh, but so many of you, man, it's just uh, what a joy it is to, to be where we're at today. Um, but we'd like to just reminisce a little bit. Can we reminisce a little bit? Would you mind? I remember before launch, we, um, uh, we were actually going to, um, we're going to one of our last gatherings at our previous church. And I had this really kind old man come up to me and he had tears in his eyes. And he said, I was praying for you. I don't think I've shared this with the mass group. Maybe some of you know the story, but he came up to me and, and, um, I have to tell you that he's a normal individual, okay? Just, just know that, okay? So, so, like, I would never doubt what he was saying, and I, I would never think that he was making anything up, but I remember he came up with tears in his eyes, and he said, Andy, I was praying for you this week uh, that God would open up the door for you to minister within Rochester still. And he goes, as I was praying, my physical door opened unassisted. And I looked at him, and I was like, oh, good story, buddy. <laughs> We I was like, we're out of here. <laughs> we're out of here. Like, that's kind of how the internal process, but like after the Lord really start, you know, turning the light bulb on for us and opening and unlocking our own doors <laughs> physically, it was like, okay, God, we kind of, we're getting the point here. And, and that, I just want to, when, when we have like milestones, like we're two years old, I always want to go back to those moments when the Lord showed up and I doubted him. 
And I kind of want to paint this picture to you today that, that, that we're not these two triumphant leaders. We're actually, uh, we're just glad we're here. <laughs> we're glad we made it. You know, we're glad that you're a part of the journey with us. And, uh, oh, man, I, I just think about a story like that. And I'm just super blessed that the Lord hasn't given up on me. And I think a lot of times when God speaks or God gives, maybe you're sitting here today and he's speaking to you or he has spoken to you, it doesn't make sense in the moment. It's so many little details that when they're put together, like now when we look back, it's really easy to say, well, God was in this. But in the moments, it was extremely <laughs> scary and hard. And I had every emotion, I had every excuse to say no. And so one of my favorite moments was we were actually in this room. We rented the castle before we launched Echo. So when we launched, we were at Willow Creek Middle School. Who was at Willow? Woo -woo. And um, when we were setting out to start the church, we knew we wanted to come together and we didn't want to call it church, but we, it was the first time the band played live. It was us doing echo culture to our team. And so we rented this room, never thinking we'd be here a year later um, for our team. And we had some kids ministry stuff on the top floor and Andy and I looking around and we had about a hundred people in this room in the August of 2019. And we really felt that God was like, if this is your church, if these people are who you started the church for, it's enough. Yeah. And so it was just a really overwhelming sense of this is, I felt like we were dreaming for 11 months of what it was gonna be. And that was the first real taste of like, this is what it is. So that was a favorite moment for me of our awesome launch team. And then launch happened. And like Christy had mentioned, we were at Willow Creek Middle School on September 15th, 2019. And, and we walked into that space. And I'll tell you this, man, I was overwhelmed. <laughs> Honestly, I was, uh, I want to I make sure um, to articulate this well. I wrote down a few things. We were underprepared, but we were oversupported. We were people strong. And that very moment I knew, I'm like, hey, we can do this. Now, I didn't know that that, that pandemic would hit. I didn't know COVID was coming. Uh, but I knew at that very moment, I was like, no, hey, you know what? The Lord is in the process of legitimizing what we're doing here. And man, it was just such an awesome uh, moment for, like I said, leaders who were like, just trying to like take one step at a time. And all of a sudden people showed up and we just knew, man, the Lord was uh, a part of that process. And then March of 2020 came. <laughs> Five months into launch, we had a pandemic hit, hit the nation, hit the world. And I'll, I remember right when it started, when we did online church that first week, our team came to our house for the first meeting before we went to Zoom for quite a while. And we were sitting around our dining room table looking at each other, and there was a lot of emotions. And when I look back, you know, there was a lot of grief. There was a lot of anger and frustration. You know, I was very much having a pity party, like we're five months old and I don't want to stop doing this. And also like, how are we going to produce a service online? And how are we going to get the band together? And, you know, just there was a lot of how are we going to do this right when I felt like we were getting into a rhythm. And so I look back now and it was just a matter of daily obedience. I felt as a leader, we needed to have a game plan. We needed to be the most optimistic as possible, but still like not minimize the sadness about it, not minimize like not seeing you. I never set out. I think online church is amazing. Maybe some of you watch, did anyone in this room watch Echo for the first time online before stepping foot in the building? So I know it matters and it's important, right? Yeah, we can clap, you can clap. The, the editing is worth it, Andy. 
um, in all the work, but there's nothing better than coming together. Yeah. And so, but we learned a lot. There has been so many lessons. And so for five months, that became our normal. And I feel like it was a really growing season to give us some grit. It's yeah. a word that we love and to establish our roots. Absolutely. I remember sitting around that table and, and honestly just having this sense of fear and just like going, okay, well, I've never done this before. We've never been here. And, um, and I remember that summer, um, we regathered just a few of us, maybe 25 of us or so at the Fagan Studios just downtown here. And we, we watched, a few of us watched Echo Service together. And like, I don't know about you, but like the first time I came back into corporate worship, I was like, thank you, Jesus, because it's just not the same at home. You know what I'm saying? And I just remember the Lord again, just reconfirming in us, like his work is not done. And I just, I just, just, just kind of like it further solidified the work that God was doing and really helping create a backbone of going, you know what, no matter what comes our way, we're not giving up. We're not going to quit. We're going to keep moving forward. And guess what? We can do this, yes, with God and he's with us. We know that. But there was always this sense, again, we were so people strong that there were individuals that were wanting to come along and, and just kind of party with us and push through that pain. And oh man, that was just such a phenomenal, phenomenal time. So then last year, we stepped into the castle again, and we signed a year lease, and we regathered on September 20th of last year, and there, it was an awesome day. I see some Celebrate Every Victory shirts on right now from last year. <laughs> hey, Jess, looks good. And honestly, it was just so exciting to open the doors, to have this space. That is one of the blessings of COVID, is having a building where we don't have to do full setup and, and tear down, amen. Come on, can the worship band say yes. amen? our puzzle of a trailer of fitting all the road cases, yeah. but honestly, just having a space for kids to run, being able to host things every single day of the week, it has been so awesome being here at the castle. Absolutely, man. And you know what? Um, we're here today and our hearts are full. There have been so many cool, this video has just kind of like helped me remind how many awesome things that we've been able to be a part of. And there's baptisms and child dedications, people giving their life to Christ, people recommitting their life to Christ, people stepping into Echo uh, Table communities and, and then people stepping into uh, Echo culture and beginning to serve and, and really feel supported for the very first time and also used um, uh, for the kingdom of God. And man, I just, I wouldn't trade anything. I, I don't no, it, I just feel like like it's too legit. It's too legit today. Come on, come on. Everybody yell too legit. Too legit. Is it poem? Is it a poem time? Yeah. Tell us about this famous philosopher who once wrote this. Okay, I'm just gonna read a little bit of the famous poem. Here we go. Sweat running all over my chest. I don't quit, no, I just press. Harder than I ever did before. Going for the dreams that I have in store. In my mind, and I know that I'm making it. I gotta get mine, and nobody's taking it away. Cause Hammer don't play that. <laughs> Anyone alive in 1991 in this room? Come on, come on. You try to get mine, boy, you better step back. Freeze me, cause you don't want none. I hustle for my muscle so you can look weak, son. Yeah, I'm going for all that, that I can get. Kicking it at the top, cause I'm too legit to quit. That's some, that's some uh, inspiration for Dexter to write some music here. 
<laughs> I'm not sure if I wanted anybody else to read it except you, Chris. My, Minis- my Minnesota accent. I mean, did one. that just really invoke your inner rapper out of you a little bit? I actually think the sound crew needs to play the song. For yeah, next hour. yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe next year. But uh, <laughs> I really pulled out your Minnesota accent too in the midst of that. Rapping. I lived in Duluth for four years. I blame <laughs> it on that. <laughs> Oh, man, speaking of uh, too legit, man, there is a legit individual who wrote a letter to a group of people in the Bible, and I just kind of want to open that up today just quickly. So if you have your Bibles, open up to Colossians, uh, Colossians chapter 2. Paul is uh, writing this letter in prison. Paul's writing this letter in prison. I want you to keep that in, in mind as he's writing what he's writing because it kind of puts a little bit more of, I think, validity. It, it puts a little bit of weight behind what he's saying because Paul's not writing this on top of the mountain. He's writing this in a very low state of uh, existence for him. And, uh, and he writes in, in Colossians 2, chapter or verse six says, so then just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. And then write this down, rooted and built up and strengthened. Can I change that word today? Uh, uh, Strengthened, legitimized or established in faith. Paul, they said, Christ Jesus, continue to live your lives in him, rooted up, built up, and legitimized, established in faith as you were taught and overflowing with thanksgiving. Can I hear someone say, thank you, Lord, today? That's what Jesus has been doing. I, I was just praying. I was thinking about, Lord, what do you want me uh, to, to talk about on our two-year anniversary? What is, what is maybe the verse uh, that we could resonate in our current state? And I felt like this Colossian verse just kind of came to the top. And, 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 and what I want to do is I want to just pause and, and, and I want to rest in this idea that God is in the business of creating roots in our lives, that God is in the business of building up that which might have been broken, Uh, that God is in the business of legitimizing, establishing, uh, and and really creating something within us. And and really, uh, all of that, I believe, begins to push us to this response of thanksgiving and gratitude. And, and, and I was just listening to a pastor preach the other day. He, he told his congregants to tell their face to be thanks, thankful, to be grateful. I guess they wouldn't look very, they didn't look as kind as you did. Uh, but sometimes we need that reminder. Uh, but I just want to pause just on these words, just, just for a second. I think God is in the business of, of helping us to become rooted. And when I looked at that Greek word, it just really means strengthened with roots. And I think about the root system, it's, it's a, typically an unseen reality. And it's so extremely important. And I think a lot of us, we've navigated in life, and some of us, we've been frustrated because all we feel like we're doing is establishing roots. But we see nothing peeking through the soil. And as I was geeking out last night, looking up roots and going, okay, God, what could you be speaking to us about as uh, individuals or us collectively? I, was, I, I start reading about how many, uh, many trees, their roots are twice as wide 
or three times as wide as the foliage you see on top. And I just thought, man, what an amazing picture it would be for us as individuals and us collectively as the people of Echo to, to, to really commit to this rooting component of what Christ wants to do in our life. And the importance of, of I believe, rooting out wide, but also rooting in deep. And as Christy and I were talking about this just before service and a little bit last night, I was just thinking about the importance of the condition of the soil that you step into and you place yourself in. And I think that's what is so important with the local church. I think that's what's so important about Echo Church is this idea that we're stepping into a healthy soil where the Lord can help us grow wide and yet grow deep. When I think about growing deep, I think about this growing deep within God, but gr growing wide within and, and with each other. I've got these images of trees and people who support one another and their root system intertangles and intertwines and, and really, really start messing with each other. I mean, come along, come along to Echo uh, for, for a long enough and get to know each other. I, I promise you, you're going to start bothering each other. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? At the same time, my hope and prayer is in the midst of, of getting in each other's spaces, right? And, and, and that there would be this, this linked community of going, you know what? As we go deeper with the Lord, we also are intertwining together and saying we can do this no matter what. No matter what. Chris, do you want to add to that at all? Yeah. So... I really feel, too, that some of you have treated your faith like you're an annual plant. Yesterday I was outside taking away all my flowers because I'm done, it's, it's September. My girls are like, mom, they're still pretty. I'm like, they're annuals. Like I'm done, I'm ready for moms, okay? And I think that a lot of times what I've seen in even myself is that I treat my faith or I treat just where I'm at with God seasonally. It's like, a, it can feel like a phase or I'm like doing really well. And, I, and God wants us in, so I know we're doing a lot of plant talk, but like perennial, he wants us in the lifelong journey. God, it's all four seasons and there's a purpose for all the seasons. And so I just wanna challenge you that to establish roots, to allow God to re- direct your course to put fertilizer in to have good ground you know there's have you guys ever seen a plant where you're like why is it not living this just happened to me i'm like what is going on with this plant in my house it was doing really well i was doing the watering it was by natural light like all the things i fertilized it a couple times a year well what happened was it was it had grown rapidly and it was in too too small of a pot and when that happens it's called root bound anyone familiar okay so it, your roots get rotted and so what happens is that you have to take it out and you have to put it in a bigger pot because it's, it was growing and now it's grown past it. And what I see happen a lot of times is maybe you guys are like, well, I've had good roots. I had a good foundation. I have loved God for 20 years. And that's like, you think it's enough. I know I've justified, like I've done that. I'm good. I know the rules. I'm good. Like I don't need anyone helping me. And so what God is here is sometimes we need to be taken out of the pot and yes. planted in a new one with new soil. And you, and it's not this crazy difficult thing, but I think we can exaggerate it or we get overwhelmed or we're unaware because we don't see. But when you take it out, what rooted, like what bound roots look like, it's like mushy, it's brown, it smells 
And it's like, whoa, this is, how did I not know this was happening? And a lot of times I, pre-learning from my Flowers by Jerry friends, is I would just chuck the plant like it's done. I, I killed it. And, and I think some of you are looking here going, I'm dead. Like, I, I quit. Like, I, I can't do this anymore. And what God is here is you just need a new pot. You need new soil. And to get you past the analogy, it's a new community maybe. Maybe you have church hurt. Maybe you've gone through a lot of stuff. Maybe you're in a situation right now where you need to be repotted amongst healthy people. Maybe you need to be around people who are going to champion and cheer you on. And so I just don't want you to give up. Because I've prematurely given up too many times, and I'm here to tell you to not quit. Amen. That's good. That's good. That's too good. Too legit. <laughs> Absolutely. And the second thing is this, God is in the business of building us. Uh, that word uh, built in, in that verse, if you go ahead and just geek out in the Greek a little bit, it means to build upon. I believe that this is a season where God is building us brick by brick, but it's going to be upon the root system of community. Yeah. And again, I love that analogy, Christy. You just nailed it, that he's, he's planting you in a pot that you fit, yes. and you fit with others, and we're meant to, to, to you know, really uh, do that together. And, and so, man, stone upon stone, brick upon brick, our heart is this, Lord, build this house. Can I hear an amen? Does he, don't you want your house to be built upon the Lord, brick by brick, stone by stone? And the last thing is this, is the Lord is, he's wanting to establish. He wants to legitimize. I believe that the Lord is calling us to stake our claim. And in fact, I had a sense that not only individually, uh, but collectively, the Lord wants us uh, to be here to stay. He wants us to, to have an eternal uh, and make an eternal difference starting today. And, and I really believe the only way we can do that is if we step into this collective trust in the Lord. That the Lord is establishing the roots. He's going to brick by brick build the house, but he's going to legitimize. In fact, if you look up, the, if you Google uh, legit or, or establishment, one of, the, uh, one of the similar words is uh, card carrying. <laughs> That's the type of church I want to be. Where, it's, where this, the card that I carry is stamped by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's stamped by God. That is a legitimized, it's, 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 it's a stamp of approval and honor. And, and I just don't want to miss that. And, 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 and in response to that, I, I want to, to, to react in thanksgiving yeah. and gratitude. And if you go ahead and look at that word thanksgiving and gratitude, the root word is cherish, which is grace. I am thankful today because I understand the grace in which I stand upon. I am grateful, I'm gratitude today because I understand the root system that's going deeper and it's, it's going deeper in the love and the grace and the mercy and the call and really the voice that God is calling us saying, child, come to me. Yeah. And that just makes me, man, thankful. One thing too I wanna challenge you with today is there's power in shifting your perspective. When I see plants that are dry and you can be here today and you're going, Christy, I'm dry. Like, I'm tired. I don't have the energy. I wanna have you change your perspective today and challenge you to say, I'm thirsty. 
I had a conversation with someone recently who came to Echo and she was like, you know, I just walked out and I was like, meh. I didn't feel anything. God is in the business of grabbing hold of you, but guess what, guys? It's our attitude sometimes. So if you come in and say, yes, I'm dry, but I am thirsty. I need more. Like, I can't do this alone. Or maybe you feel dead and you're like, I feel dead. Allow God to shift your focus by saying, I need you to make me feel alive again. So it's being honest and transparent, but maybe take it to an action step of God, this is what I need. I need you to quench my thirst. I need you to pour into me what I used to have, overflow my cup. Absolutely. So today is just a reminder that we at at Echo, we're gonna keep Jesus at the center. I mean, I don't know if there's any simpler way to say it. We're gonna keep Jesus at the center. Let me say it like this. I'll tell you what's not in the center. The pastor is not in the center. I hate to break it with you, but the people aren't. You aren't in the center. The other thing that we're committed to, to, to not put in the center is controversial topics and politics. <laughs> oh, come on, come on. Stop looking at me so... And I'm not gonna put programs in the center. I'm not gonna put giftings within the center and, and, and I'm not gonna put our opinions at the center. And some of you are like, you know, Andy, you're wrong. You're right, I am wrong. And you're wrong too, but Jesus is right. And that's why we're gonna put him at the center. Can I hear an amen? And I'll tell you what, some of you, some of you are like, man, duh, Andy. It's easier said than done. Because the more we become legitimized, the more we, the, the less we need of God. Yeah. You realize that? The more we become confident, the less we need of Jesus. And I always want to be a leader that honestly just admits that I am not confident, that I don't have it all together, and that I need Jesus more now than I did pre-launch. Yeah. But I'm not coming here going like I got everything together. No, I actually have less things together. And I need Jesus to guide. I need Jesus to begin to root us. I need Jesus to build us up. I need Jesus to establish us. And in Colossians 1.27, Paul, just prior to the verse that we read previously about the being built up, established, being rooted, he said this, God wanted to make known among the Gentiles, the people, the glorious wealth of this mystery, this one secret thing. And the secret, the secret is this. The secret is this. Christ is in you yes. the hope of glory. If we put Jesus at the center, that means this. Christ is in you and there's a hope of glory. And, and that's kind of like this really Christianese type of term. And I, what I want to do is reveal this theological game changer that Paul is, is writing about, but we're just kind of glancing over. What Paul's trying to remind us today is this, is number one, Jesus is the author of hope. Amen. And that's why we need to put Jesus at the center. Number two, the theological game changer is this, is understanding Jesus in the the center equates to having the expectation of good because that's what hope is. Are you following me? Jesus is the author of hope. Jesus in the center equates to having this expectation of good because that's what hope means. And the third is this, is Jesus in the center provides the fuel to have brightness that cannot be quenched. Glory is this vintage word we don't really understand today. We kind of do, maybe not 
really. I just want you to understand that glory means brightness. And so if I could rewrite this for us to understand today, I would, I would, I would do this for our church. If I was writing a, and penning a, a, a letter, this is my opinion, but if I could have it inspired by the Lord, it would be this. It would say, we place Jesus in the center and we trust his words. We trust his actions. We trust his spirit. And that instills within us the expectation of good and a bright today and even a better tomorrow. Can I hear an amen? That's the type of church I want to be. This is the type of people I want to be. I want to put Jesus at the center. And we put Jesus at the center. The promise of 1 John 4, 4 is this. The one who lives in you is greater than the one that lives within the world. And I'm telling you what, the greater one lives within me. I can accomplish whatever I want out in the world. Because the Holy Spirit's going to help me. And I think what's been phenomenal being uh, able to lead the church under the, the leading of the Holy Spirit and, and Christ our King as we get to see this happen. As people submit their life to Jesus, as they have become rooted in this community, we have heard of great stories. I want to share a few with you today. Do you mind? Do you mind? So a few people submitted just what Echo has meant to them, and we only have time to read two today, so I'll start with this one. Echo has been a place of hope, a place of healing, and a fresh start to a new chapter in my life. After months of searching for a church home, I realize now that landing here was no mistake. This community of people have, has been such an answer to prayer. The last few years have been tough to say the least. I've experienced hardship I never thought possible. And through that hardship, God gifted me a personal transformation, a new perspective, and a very raw and honest relationship with him. My heart is so grateful. I married my high school sweetheart and enjoyed a 15-year relationship with him. I never, ever expected divorce would be part of my story. After a few years of living separate lives, Andrew and I decided to explore Echo together. God guided us to the place with fresh eyes and a desire to build a new foundation. It's not an easy road, but with God and the support of this community, we have a fighting chance. God has made it very clear to me that we are not meant to live or walk alone in this world. God has helped me challenge my default to isolating when life gets tough. I now understand the benefit of being a part of this community that's unified by God's love. Thank you, Andy and Christy, for taking a risk two years ago. And thank you, Echo Community, for doing life with me. Echo is truly a special place, and I'm honored to be a part of it. Jenna Nelson. Oh, let's celebrate. Lord, thank you. My husband and I received the launch party flyer in the mail. And as a last-ditch effort, we thought, well, let's check this place out. I'll never forget the first time I walked into Echo, greeted by so many faces. Sam and Brandon helped us find parking. Mark met us at the door and opened it for us. Hey, let's, let's pause. Yep. She didn't know these people before coming. You, you don't miss this. Don't miss it. Kat had the friendliest smile and helped us over to Sam to get our kids checked in. The free shirts were a winner. Always this. Okay. Hope helped us find seats. The music got me. The song was Reckless Love. Thank you, Dexter. And the worship 
team was playing a song that I didn't know so, and I so desperately needed to hear. Scott and Jamie were at the info table and they were phenomenal. The list goes on. Every person who met us made us feel special. We had tried various churches in the past but never found one that really wanted, we wanted to go back to. This time was different. Our season of life was different, almost desperate. Knowing that we needed more than what we could provide for each other and our kids, something had to change. Echo showed us love, made us feel welcome, and made us want to chase Jesus. I knew church from a religious point of view, and I had to check all the boxes to belong, to be a member, to make God happy, to make God love me. Echo flipped the script. Saw my heart, encouraged me, supported me, and taught me who God really is. I don't have to be perfect. I just love him, and I want him in my heart. He's not angry. He loves us as I see my husband's love, his daughters. Gracefully, forgiving, unconditionally. How beautiful it is to really know that and to feel it, to want it, and to share it. We knew that we had to come back. So you know what's crazy? All those people remembered us. Andy's style of preaching has a way of speaking directly to me. Every message rattles me to the core, and I don't know how he does it. But it's almost like he knows exactly what I need to hear that Sunday. Then we felt like we wanted more. We quickly immersed ourselves through attending culture and joining the serve team, signing up for table communities, and thankful for Christy's passion and heart for helping people find their place. I finally felt like I found a place I belonged. Acquaintances quickly became friends, now our family. Echo became home. The constant encouragement and champion I get from everyone I meet is beyond compare. I don't know where I would be today if it had not been for finding this place, for the community and for the feeling like I finally had purpose. To Echo, Andy and Christy, and everyone that walks through these doors, you have and continue to make a profound impact on my life and my family's life-changing and life-giving. I'm so thankful those doors were open that day. Amanda Thompson. have a gift of writing I just sense the Lord wants to reorg a few things in us today Um, what a privilege what a privilege it is to be a part of what's going on here at Echo but I just sense there's some of you, man, as Christy had mentioned, you need to be repotted. Some of us, you're at a place where you've been building your life brick by brick, and today is the moment where you allow God to begin to build the house. And yet, some of you, I think some, you, you, some, there's others that like, you just have a definition of what it means to be legit to be uh, to, to be legitimized uh, the, the, the importance part, important parts of life and I think the Lord just needs to rework some people in this space today and uh, it's not pointing you to a church it's pointing you to Jesus and um, and I think all of us we could walk away and allow the Lord to do something in our heart today 
but I don't wanna forget the individual that you walked into this space because someone invited you or you saw us on social media or, um, or someone made you come today. Um, just like Jenna and Andrew and Randy and Amanda came into Echo feeling far from God at some point, there is an invitation to take a step towards God. Yeah. And I wanna throw out that invitation again that Jesus is calling you by name. And it doesn't matter what kind of baggage you carry in, doesn't matter what kind of regret that you are carrying in, doesn't, doesn't uh, here's a big word, it doesn't matter how much sin you've experienced. The Lord says, it's not enough to keep me away from you because I paid the price. And today I wanna invite you to take a step towards God. And as we pray this prayer, I want this also to be a prayer for us that have committed to God. As a, a prayer of going, you know, Lord, you still need to reorg. You need to rework our hearts and our minds and our souls to put you at the center. So Echo Church, I'm gonna ask that you stand up and you guys can come up uh, as we're about to party ourselves out here. Uh, but let's make this our prayer today. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. Amen. And Holy Spirit, we come to you. We acknowledge that, that we're the soil and we're placed in this soil and you're the gardener. And you're the one that waters, you're the one that fertilizes, you're the one that has the capacity for us and our roots to go out wide and yet go deep. And today we put you at the center. Holy Spirit, would you do your work? Would you have your way? And for many of us, it's gonna feel like a miracle if something happens because we've prayed this before. And today we put our hope, we put our trust. God, we, 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 we believe that Christ is in me and it's the hope of glory, the hope that good things is for now and better is to come. And so we put our hope and trust in you knowing that you are the author and the finisher of our faith. In Jesus' name, and everybody says... Amen. Did anybody believe that God is a God of miracles? Come on. How about this? How many of you believe that God can do anything? How many of you, how many of you know that God says, trust in me and I will show you? And that's what we're stepping into. Lord, legitimize what you're doing here in us and through Echo. And everybody shouts.
I can't believe it's been two years. And at the same time, I can totally believe, like it, it feels like the blink of an eye. And I love something that was said today by Pastor Andy Christie, which was, it's not the pastors at the center. It's not the worship team at the center. It's not the volunteers at the center. It's Jesus at the center. But I want to I use this idea for a second. So Jamie and I lived in the desert for a little over five years. And I thought there were so many good plant analogies. I wanted to add one more today. So in the desert, like right now today, it's probably going to be like 105 or some ridiculous number. And without consistent water, everything dies. Just dust. Everything dies in the summer. But one thing holds on really well without, without a lot of water. And it's a type of, we call it a grass. It, it, it's a grass. It's called Bermuda. And here's what it does. Our grass in our yards out here, if you go out and pick it out, it's like one blade. It's like one thing. But not Bermuda. What Bermuda does is it kind of spirals underground. And instead of it being one blade, it's all these pieces stuck together. So what happens is the water, if there is any, is at kind of the bottom. And then if there's like a hill or something, the grass on top never gets any water. But what happens is the Bermuda spreads it out. And they work together to make sure everybody has what they need. And when I think about the church and I think about our role, I think that's what we're supposed to do. Colossians 2 talked about being rooted, built up, and legitimized. We have a slogan here at Echo Church, which is your place, your people, and your purpose. Be rooted in your place. Be built up together with your people and be legitimized in your purpose. God is calling us as a church not just to reminisce about what's happened for the last two years, but to celebrate what's going to happen for the next 20 years. God has big plans. And I want to tell you something. There's people in the room that, you know, some of us have been around for a really long time and some of you are here today for the very first time. And it doesn't matter. God has a vision and a plan for you. And this church is not about just celebrating the last two years, but celebrating more stories like we heard today for the next 20 years. And if you are in a place right now where you are down and out, I sure hope you heard that first story. I sure hope you listened and remembered that we serve a God who is in the business of miracles. And I also want to remind you that you do not have to do this alone. Now let's do this. Let's celebrate some people in the room. Let's celebrate those that are new for the first time today. Now, if you're new for the first time, I want to challenge you to do something. There is a welcome table, an info table back there, and we want to just get a little bit of information, connect with you, and get to know you a little more. Help you maybe find your people. Help you find your place and your purpose. Now let's celebrate another group of people. Let's celebrate those that maybe said the prayer for the first time or the first time in a long time.